The boys are in the starting stalls. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Stand by for a start for Moody on the mic. Yes, punters, welcome back. Another edition of Moody on the Mic. I'm Roger Aldridge and joining me, Mask Up Mithen with his Rosemont stud mask on the Zoom here and also Peter Moody dragged himself from his sickbed to be with you all today. G'day, gents, how are we? Moods, I'll start with you because Mitho's got a mask on so probably can't talk very well. Oh, I can yeah, talk well, fine. It's not, <laughs> not a surprise to see the cotton on masks come out, is it? Uh, homemade here in Australia, so uh, good on cotton on and uh, Nigel Austin and he's obviously yeah. shouting... Brother-in-law Mitho won there, but great they're to actually, be there. They're actually a pair of the Rosemont socks cut up. I can show you how to do it if you want. That's the heel. And I, I cut the sock up, and away we go. It's perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. And Tony, you're not, so well, you're not so well yourself. My understanding is now you've got 50, you've got the old, you've got the old over-50s disease, and that is gout. Oh, well, listen, I'm not the Robinson Crusoe, the first bloke to ever get a bit of gout. Giddy, giddy gout, your shirt's hanging out, Petey. Nah, but uh, have a look at me. I'm fitting well. I'm here, mate. I'm the first one on the show each week. I'm never late like you and uh, ready to bounce the ball. Rain Man's going to be, uh, he's going to jump in a little bit later. Our guest coming up shortly as well. But um, look, it means you might have been a, a bit crook of late, but it doesn't stop you from making headlines because I tell you what, I don't know what other trainer in the country just about can make the back page of uh, a Metropolitan Daily when it's got nothing to do with winning a race. I mean, Chris Waller might do it when Winks wins a four co- fourth Cox Plate or, you know, a, bi- a big race. But, yes, back page of the Herald Sun yesterday was the big moody jockey stoush. You and Noel Kello going toe-to-toe. Uh, well, once again, that was just a bit of dribble that someone released. It was a bit of a uh, shot in the dark between Noel and I. There's no... Uh... No animosity there at all. We were just having a dig at one another. And then, as these things do, they tend to find their way into open population and then uh, people make out of them uh, something that isn't there. But, uh, no, it was, it was all in good fun. And, obviously, the Herald Sun uh, writer uh, had a space to fill this week. Well, we, we love Scotty Gallant uh, here at Moody on the Mic. He's a good fella. He's a mate of yours, Mitho. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I don't know what to make of it, but I suppose we'll... Um, We'll just let the listeners judge for themselves. Uh, Peter Moody with a post-race re-killer blonde running at Mowey this morning uh, on Saturday the 11th of July. Uh, unfortunately, Wiley and owners, she didn't get an opportunity to learn a lot. She travelled nicely in the run. Wasn't brilliant away, but travelled up nicely behind them. Um, Noel Callow, he's not the smartest jockey around. He's a very good horseman, but not the smartest jockey around. Then he took off at the 500, 550, as you saw, in a five-deep line, and then she got poleaxed just before the point of the home turn. Knocked the gas out of her, and and he eased up on her, which I do absolutely hate seeing riders ease up on horses because they don't get an opportunity to learn a lot, and they're never placed under pressure. They don't learn either. But uh, had he just sort of cruised in behind them in the position she was and then taken an inside run on the straight, she probably runs a nice third, fourth or fifth, and we all go home happy, and she's had a good experience. But uh, you can't expect them to uh, have intelligence when they've got such little heads. Uh, they can't put a lot of brain in little heads, so that's life but as I suggested she has shown me enough at home to tell me that she will win a race or two for you so I'll give you a video report Monday before she has the paddock regards Peter Moody um, obviously Peter Moody wasn't overly happy with my ride um, maybe Pete's been in the media work for Ladbrokes a bit too long because he thinks he should run third or fourth wowee anyway uh, we'll go to the paddock now boys uh, 
have a couple of months rest and uh, we'll bring her back and you can spend some more money on training fees. And um, if it wins the race, Noel Callow run down the straight at Flemington Noob. Noel Callow's <laughs> going to run down the Flemington straight in the nude if this horse wins a race. And you reckon you reckon she could have run, well, she'll win a couple of races, Mood. So, uh, obviously, um, differing views with Noel, one of the characters of racing, as are you. But um, clearly, we're seeing a push for jockeys to wear masks uh, soon. And I reckon uh, Noel might want to wear one if he's anywhere near you so you can't spot him. Uh, next time you see him in the mountain yard boots. Nah, like, like I said, no animosity there at all. The only disappointing thing out of that, that's not a challenge for Noel Callow. He'd do that anyhow, run down the Flemington straight. No, <laughs> as, as, as we know, he's been a great uh, part of our Moody on the Mic video series uh, over a period of time. So no dramas there. Uh, but I am going to try terrible hard to win a race with that filly. I will take it anywhere to win a race at some stage. <laughs> Just to prove a point. But I don't think I'll have to go to that extent. But that's life. We move on, Roger. We move on. Mitho, are you involved in that horse at all? You, you've, I mean, you've got a few with Wiley. No, 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 no. Not, not one of mine. So it was, uh, it was news to me when I read about it in Scotty Gullen's column. And um, mm. I, I did... I might have had something to do with grabbing that audio. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I mean, poor old Wiley. He's, he's, been, he's been mixed up in the... In the in the um, the fucking nine start maiden gate on <laughs> on racing dot com and had to had to go and explain that away and and now he's now he's in the middle of a, a, an ownership uh, dispute or a jockey slash trainer dispute as it's just an innocent owner. I mean, what more does Wiley Dalziel have to do, Peter, to stay and, and, controversy free? And Mitho, one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. I mean, butter wouldn't melt in the mouth of Wiley Dalziel, and moods just continually drag him into scandal. Only, only, through, only through the deeds of someone like Anthony Misson, who passes it on to his uninformed mate at the Herald Sun, who needed some shit to write, because uh, none of the footballers have been caught uh, belting a woman in a nightclub this week or something like that. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that, because Mitho wasn't aware about it, and neither was I until I went down and saw my parents, and they showed me. Uh, but Mitho, being the good journalist he was, when I did alert him to the fact, he was able to dig up that audio very, oh, very man. quickly. Yeah, I, I, I honestly had not seen that article until about two hours ago. And I said, this is just too good to refuse. We need to get the audio. So uh, Wiley, just trying to stay controversy free. He was, it, was, it was beholden upon him uh, as, you know, we're doing a bit of business. I said, Wiley, come on. It can't all be one-way traffic. Uh, produce the goods. So, <laughs> so, so you blackmailed him. Pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, Pete, so you need to you need to just just hold your nerve. Um, you know, we see Dennis Pagan's got off the mark. Our, our great guest on Moody on the Mark and um, Moody on the Mic and uh, got off the mark with a, a city winner to, today at Sandown. Uh, some will be listening on Thursday, but uh, well done to Dennis Pagan. He is going to be. He's he's just avoiding the fearful spray of the jockeys because um, he just, everything he touches turns to gold at the moment. He's got a stakes place getter and a, and a city winner with his first couple of runners, Dennis Pagan. So, Moods, you can take a leaf out of his book. Just get performances on the board and then you're not going to be fighting with your jockeys. Yeah, well, listen, success usually follows very shortly after for any of our guests on Moody on the Mic and our guests tonight will probably be hoping the same happens to him after we have a good chat to him going forward. Yeah, he's that's exactly right. He's, he's upside down on the Zoom at the moment. We'll get that fixed and we'll come back after the break because success doesn't actually going to follow uh, our next guest. He had a winner this afternoon at Sandown in race seven. So we'll have a chat to him about that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back very shortly. You're with Moody on the mic. 
Introducing Switch from Ladbrokes. Switch gives you the power to pick your promotion, giving you more of what you want to bet on racing. Available on all racing codes. The power to switch things up is in your hands. Find it in your Ladbrokes locker today. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. T's and C's apply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, let's get back into it on Moody on the Mic. And our guest has joined us. And uh, we, we had to record a bit earlier tonight because uh, this man's got uh, fairly newborn twins, I think. And he's uh, he's got to look after the, the babies. It's a very big Moody on the Mic. Welcome to uh, the great H, the big H, Henry Dwyer. How are you, Henry? Good, Rog. Good to be here. Fantastic to have you, and uh, and I didn't know about the latest additions to the Dwyer clan. Uh, congratulations! When when did this uh, all all happen? Yeah, it's carnage, Rog. It's carnage. We've got three <laughs> three kids under three. It's uh, so that's been going on for about seven or eight months now. So it's uh, full on. Is that why you're in your office and you and you're not out there helping? <laughs> is that why, is that the plan, Henry? To talk me every trick in the book, you did, Mitho. I'm sure you've been through it, and it's. Uh, much more appealing proposition being in the office. We do love them dearly, but it's uh, it's uh, tough at home. Well, uh, Henry, is this uh, is this the new palatial surrounds that you've purchased in Ballarat? Because I understand you've bought the biggest house on the best street uh, in Ballarat and really just uh, started to take over one of uh, the most historic towns in the state. Yeah, well, that's the house I'm not going home to. Obviously, this is the office. It's quite a palatial oh. office. We built the office it's on very top of the nice. barn and I've. There's about one, two trophies in the trophy cabinet, so we need some more there and uh, nice views out the window and all the rest of it. It's a uh, lovely view over Mount Pisgah here as I look out my window. And, I, bet and, it look, I, bet it, I bet it looks good when it's about minus two in the morning and you're inside <laughs> there with the doors closed. You can't see the mountain when it's minus <laughs> two because the fog just envelops the whole joint. So it has got the best... Uh, best split system in town in, in the uh, office. So we uh, try and stay in as much as we can. Similar to your office down at Packman Moods. I was there on Sunday. I was there for the jumps race and someone pointed out the new trainer's tower there. It's a deck chair and a bucket of sand with 50 dairy butts in it. <laughs> at least you're down there in, in Ballarat where, the, you know, the coronavirus hasn't taken hold, unlike, uh, you know, us in Melbourne who are, who are in lockdown. Now, you had a winner at Sandown this afternoon, Moscow Red saluting in uh, race seven. You obviously weren't there. Is, is, is that what's happening with you at the moment? Is it, are, you, are you being reluctant to travel up to the city and then back to Ballarat, given the circumstances that we uh, find ourselves in at the moment? Uh, not the circumstances we find ourselves in, more the travel time. I went to Sandown last Wednesday and I reckon I got home at 8 o'clock, getting back over the Westgate and all that sort of thing. It's absolute carnage. So sent uh, young Matty Jenkins today so he can, uh, he can do the hard yards and I'll sit here in the office talking to you. It's, a, it's amazing that traffic still uh, in a, in such a tight COVID lockdown. You still struggle to get anywhere. In the first lockdown, you could drive anywhere in Victoria and get there in half the time. Now uh, we're in a more serious state of affairs, and uh, traffic bloody still blocking up everywhere. Which is why yeah. we're in a more serious state of affairs, I reckon, mate. Everybody's <laughs> off the public transport. I think uh, not that there's much up here in Ballarat, but uh, yes, the roads are choked. Henry, you moved down to Ballarat. You've got new training surrounds down there. You were in the Caulfield Trainers Tower with Moods there back in the day. What's your favourite memory of the big fella in uh, in what was very much his tower? I mean, he was, let's be honest, he was king of the jungle. Oh, turn it up. 
Yeah, it's a lot more demure up here. The um, English gentry aren't sort of too fond of throwing fax machines out windows and chairs through doors and that sort of stuff, Moods. But uh, it's just a different dynamic up here. You know, because there's different tracks and stuff. There's no actual trainers tower. You're constantly walking around. And if anywhere in the world you wanted a nice heated trainers tower, it's here. And you're sort of on your feet all morning or in the car cruising around. So, no, the big fellow was good. He um, made me feel very welcome when I uh, arrived at Caulfield. He just looked at me and pointed and said, you there? Uh, over to the vacant uh, little corner. Um, so uh, he had his sort of uh, wing and um, and Sads arrived not long later and he took his little wing and um, that was good. you miss it, Moots? I do, mate. The, the camaraderie that we had there uh, was unbelievable. Uh, I think it was a great training facility. It's a dead set shame that it is closing down. Uh, you know, for, for a facility in the middle of the city, uh, I thought we had unbelievable options to train horses. Uh, you know, I never felt a need to go away from there to train my horses. I know that's the fashion now, but uh, um, I never felt a need to go away from there. You were close to your clientele. Um, you know, the facilities were first rate and the camaraderie amongst the trainers and the success out of the facility. Like, I can remember in one period there, about a 10-year period, I think we had seven of the 10 Australian Horse of the Years trained out of that facility. or might have been eight of the ten, uh, you know, from the likes of Elvstrom and, you know, all the way through to Weekend Hustler, El Segunda, Black Caviar and the likes. Uh, you know, Caulfield had an unbelievable record. And uh, to see that facility closed, it's very saddened for me, as it probably is for you, Henry. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I sort of started there, What's well, I started there as a 17-year-old working in the stables, but started training there probably seven or eight years ago and just sort of grown a bit since then and, and gradually and you took over some boxes from you moods and it just as you say the camaraderie we it's gone to the dogs since you left though we've got many galligators there talking gibberish 24 7 we've got the new <laughs> tradition on saturday mornings you know sam's bakery the vietnamese bloke down in central park there everyone yeah. goes there and gets their uh, lunch we saturday morning sam delivers 25 egg and bacon rolls as John Sadler says, they are beautiful. Just sensational. <laughs> so that's every Saturday morning. So it goes well. You should stop in one time, Moose. <laughs> so, so to explain to us, Henry, what, 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 you've, got, you've got a few facilities on the go still, yeah? Caulfield, Ballarat, and down at Port Arlington. So just explain to our Moody on the Mic listeners um, exactly the setup of uh, Henry Dwyer Racing. Yeah, so pretty much everything at Caulfield has just shifted to Ballarat. I've still just kept a little... Um, a little barn there at Caulfield in the transition phase. Just horses that have got one or two runs left in a prep. I didn't really see the need to be shifting them up here and settling in a new environment because it is completely different. You sort of horses, you work on the hill track for the first time, a lot of the fillies tie up and that sort of stuff. It's just a lot different. There's a lot more kilometres to cover for young horses. It's not as sort of structured and regimented. So a lot of those horses that are up and going, I don't want to change it. So just kept 15 or 16 there. Got the farm down at St. Leonard's, but that's always just sort of been pre-trainers and fresh and upperers, and we probably have four or five horses racing out of there at a time, just the ones that are desperate for the beach. A horse called Mr. Mogul, he won at Flemington a few weeks ago and then ran second at Flemington the other day. He couldn't be trained anywhere, couldn't possibly be trained anywhere else. He's just an absolute sort of um, wreck soundness-wise, and he um, he just all he does is go to the beach and have the old trot on the treadmill and one gallop every four weeks and goes to the races. So suits him, but... Um, Ballarat's obviously going to be a new main home and we've got 40 up here now and we'll probably have 45 to 50 trained here and then just, yeah, the freshen up for us down at the farm and a few pre-trainers. So it'll be good. 
So, you know, now you've got all these bases and the palatial office around there. Was it a nice little golden handshake you got from Lloyd Williams or, uh, you know, just funded all of this? <laughs> that was a few years ago now, Rog. Lloyd was uh, very yeah, kind clearly, and charitable. Clearly you've invested it. Uh, yeah, invested in debt. A lot of debt. We need racing to keep going. It's, uh, what? what was the story? I, don't, I can't remember this one. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no story, no story. But uh, just Lloyd, uh, when I worked for Lloyd up at Macedon, he's very, um, he pays staff very well and he looked after me very handsomely. So I was able to kick off training off the back of um, working for Lloyd. I think that might be what Roger's alluding to. It was a, it was a more amicable split than the one with Aquanita, obviously, reading the papers on the weekend. Yeah, well, there was, ne- there was never a partnership there. It was just uh, renting boxes, but... Uh, Right. It wasn't yeah. an ideal scenario, but it's all been Red settled in the past. Yeah, so yeah no, we could move on from that. Right, well, sorry. <laughs> what, well, I mean, what a lot of people will not know. I mean, if, if anyone's going to know how to invest a dollar around the traps, it's the boy from Xavier College who then did an accountancy degree while he was learning to be a trainer. I mean, we don't see that too often. He knows where every dollar's going. Don't you worry about that. I mean, Henry, people, how do you people, from... people keep hey. telling me I, I studied accountancy at uni, and I did, but I... I failed accounting 1A in first year uni, so I'm not much good at it. I may have done it, but I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> it's a bit like Pete. He's had three kids, but he's not much good at it. <laughs> um, well, H- Henry will learn that uh, I'm a veteran of three under three as well, and you quickly learn to <laughs> after, the third, <laughs> after the third one. Born. Come on, mate. I had to do some bloody serious editing on last week's show. Don't do it to me again. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, three under three will test his skill and ability to get out. The only good thing about being a racehorse trainer with young children is it's easy to groove your children into your hours uh, because they wake up for an early feed and those sort of things. It's usually as you're going to work and uh, it's not too bad. So uh, you just got to lock them in a room together. They all go to sleep together. They all wake up together. Don't let them out until they do that. And you're right. <laughs> I reckon coronavirus and I reckon a move to Ballarat's come at the perfect time for me because it's sort of curbed my uh, errant lifestyle ways moods in terms of being out three or four nights a week. So it's uh, not much to do up here, so I um, have to be home. No, and the good, good thing is about were, moving... You're a bit of a social butterfly, so it's good to see you've settled down there. The good thing about moving to Ballarat and Peter Moody uh, going into hiatus from training is that you don't have to take any advice from him ever again, Henry. You don't have to listen to his family advice, his parenting advice, his training advice. You don't have to watch him throw fax machines out of the window of the Tower of Caulfield. Uh, You don't have to see his rants. Um, We, unfortunately, down at Rosemont still acquire his services and still occasionally see that, don't we, Pete? But um, it's been a while since you've thrown a little tanty. Uh, Now, Anthony, that's not uh, correct. I I don't throw tanties. I speak my mind and then I move on. The, The next day is a new day. I don't drag me bottom lip along the fucking ground for a week like you and get gravel rash on the fucking thing. I save me bit, get on with it and get on with life and then go back to work the next day. It's you sooky fuckers that want to whinge and moan for a couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> uh, Henry, <laughs> oh, was, the, the advice was good. I always appreciate his advice, but the yeah. shit's probably topped it all. That, that really jumped up a notch. Um, but <laughs> Henry, did you, did you take advice from, um, from Moods when you took over his job not in the Caulfield Trainers Tower, but at Channel 7. Because we do see you standing at the desk next to Hamish and Bruce and Caitlin uh, on a, at a fairly regular basis. Uh, how do you go about just, um, just balancing the media life and the trainer's life? Because it is something that moves. Also, you're probably the only two trainers 
that do have that uh, media and um, and training balance that you need to need to work out. I reckon I'm far short of the pay packet moods was on. I get I go in and I get paid. They give me a sandwich and a beer at the end of it. But <laughs> moods is uh, highly paid and poached at a higher rate, I'd imagine. Um, Bruce did tell me I was better than moods, so just uh, <laughs> reflect on that one. But. Uh, <laughs> Bruce it's, isn't having um, a good week, though, is he? So let's be honest. <laughs> he loves pumping up everyone's tires, Bruce. Good on him. <laughs> I love Brucey. Uh, it's, it's good fun. I don't mind it. It's, um, it's time-consuming. You go in there and it takes up your whole Saturday. So it's good at the moment when owners aren't at the races because um, nobody gets upset when uh, you're not there. But uh, I don't know. We'll see, see what happens. I'm, I might keep doing it. if I, I'm not, I haven't really got a gluttony of riches for the spring. So it's not as if I'm going to have several runners each Saturday. So... Yeah, I might keep doing it. We'll see what happens. But it's 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 not bad. Good promotion, and you know, it's it's, it's interesting. Good people in there. Well, I must say, like without blowing wind uh, wind up Henry's backside, it's um it's it's great. We had Moods who was extremely honest and and gave an honest opinion. And Henry, you're the same. You 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 call the shots. You call it as you see it. And uh, if you get it right, you get it right. Get it wrong, you get it wrong. But uh, no point dwelling on it. Move on and and tell people that what you're thinking and uh, that's all people want when they're watching on a Saturday afternoon moods. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Anthony. It's good to see you have those sentiments. So I just need you to put them into practice a bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you, yeah, you do want to do long-term, Henry, or is that it just, how did it come about? Is it, is it just something that uh, sort of lobbed when, when moods left, they said, Oh, Henry, you want to do it? Or is it something you've, you've been um, looking at for quite some time? Uh, no, I never really considered it, to be honest, and I never had the time to do it. But just with um, the corona stuff hitting, and it actually, it was actually before that I got into it, they, they sort of needed someone to fill in one Saturday, and it was it worked out okay. I was on with Bruce, and I think it was meant to be me, Bruce, and Caitlin Malley, and I was just doing an hour hour segment, and then Katie fainted before we went on air and uh, left me one out with Bruce for seven hours. So it was good. It um, all worked out okay, and then they wanted me to get me back for next week, and... But I, I won't be a long-term thing, but it, um, alternate revenue streams are uh, all important when you're spending hundreds of grand on uh, hundreds of thousands on new training facilities and the rest of it. So uh, you can't so train you made, for winners. You've got to get money can we somewhere. Just, can we just rewind and, and reflect on the fact that you made Katie Mallion faint when you turned up <laughs> to Channel 7? Did you? Jeez, I'll tell you what, the Channel 7 makeup department must have done a hell of a job on you, Henry. What happened there? Just extraordinary. It was Bruce on one side, me on the other, and Katie just went from underneath us. We were 30 seconds till we were on air. We were all mic'd up, and they, Peter Bentz, who's the floor manager there, dragged Katie out from under the desk, and Bruce and I were looking at each other, saying, "What happens now?" So um, <laughs> it was it was very it was a very surreal situation, to be honest. But um, she went to the doctor. She had a, a bit of a bug, and um, all was good. She was back on next week. Unbelievable. That's staggering stuff, especially 30 seconds from there. But let's move back to the training side of things. And before we do let you go, we know you've got to get down to the house and look after, help look after the kids. But, <laughs> no, um, we'll keep, keep rolling. You're good. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking ahead to, uh, to this weekend, like the, this podcast will probably go up tonight, tomorrow morning. So yeah, anything from sort of Thursday afternoon, Friday, Saturday, what's, what's your best uh, one or two that you've got coming up uh, in the next few days, Henry? Um... I haven't got a heap going on, to be honest. I've got a couple at Warnable which tomorrow. Is, which is why you're doing Channel 7, no doubt. So. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I've got a filly called Gimme the Goss, who's probably going to be 30 to 1, but she'll run a much improved race, I reckon. She's been sort of, I reckon, choking down. We'll put a tongue tie on her and getting back on top of the ground, I reckon, will help. So she'll go right. And 
I've got a big day next Sunday of jumpers. I've got the Dominator at Riding High going around at um, Sandown. Um, love the jumpers, so that'll be good. And and Henry, you said you've got a, probably a light spring team coming up, but we know you've got a couple of talented horses there. Uh, what are you most looking forward to heading into the spring? Um, don't know, Moods. Don't know. I've got a filly there by shooting the win who's only had one start. And I reckon she goes pretty well, Kasami. Um, she should have won on debut or nearly won on debut at Bendigo, but goes pretty well. I've got that filly, Ms. Catherine. She had two runs recently and just didn't get through the wet at all. So she goes all right, but she just wants dry ground. But um, honestly, I, I sort of I, I couldn't tell you a headline act in the stable. So we'll just have a light spring and chip around the edges and try and train some sort of, you know, Saturday winners around that. Well, sometimes that's the best way to go into a spring without a lot of expectation, but quite often you get a surprise along the way. So let's hope that happens to your stable. Let's hope so, Moods. You too. And you know what it's like to have a surprise on a big day, Henry, because, of course, Suntag won the uh, Queensland Derby when you're really just starting out of the ranks. And uh, you've got the group one straight away at, what was it, 50 to 1? Uh, it was 14 to 1, 12 or 14 to 1 on the day, but it was 100 to 1 after it got beaten in a benchmark 64 sort of six weeks earlier. So it, uh, it wasn't all that big a surprise, to be honest, but it was a bloody good day and it was a kicked off a um, – it was a good way to kick off your career anyway. Yeah, I've got a couple of mates who are in that with uh, in that horse, and they were surprised. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> it also funded a fair bit of fun from their end. So uh, <laughs> certainly a bit of fun had that weekend. It's good <laughs> fun, that Queen, Queensland Derby, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Mr. Quickie! There he is, the Quickstar in the backdrop, winning the Queensland Derby. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a it was a highlight, Henry. And may they may they continue, and and you never know in the in the red silks, uh, we've got a couple of. Couple of shots to fire. We've got a Star Spangled Banner in there at the moment. That that that, that update was about. She seems to be going okay. Yeah, I like her. She's a nice filly, Mitho. She's um. I've been waiting for the truck to roll up and her to be going down to Moods' join. He seems to be stealing a few. <laughs> off old, poor old oh. Colin Little. Poor old Colin Little felt the wrath the other day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he denies that he's he's out there just thieving horses, Henry. Oh, but obviously please. that's not what the feeling's like. Tell, take us through what the feeling is like in the amongst fellow trainers with uh, yeah. With when the, he's out of the, the room, what are, the what are people thief, saying about him? The thief in the night. I actually invited him back earlier in the program. I sort of said to him, I said he's welcome back. But actually, on reflection, there's a lot of trainers there that are pretty unhappy with how things have transpired. I reckon he's getting on the phone. He's he's ringing owners. He, he's 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 rustling. He's rustling. Yeah, yeah, no, nah. full of shit, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Henry, well, uh, when you throw a nice little dagger at moods, it's the perfect way to go out. So thanks very much for joining us on the Moody on the Mic podcast, and uh, and all the best with tending to the family and the horses and your three residents, and um, and also Caitlin Million if she faints again on there. And don't forget. Oh. <laughs> Sage advice, Moods. Well done. Thank you. Get more from your Same Race Multi with Ladbrokes. For the first time, Ladbrokes Same Race Multi allows you to combine picks from the same thoroughbred harness or greyhound race to get even greater odds. Same Race Multi allows you to choose the finishing positions of multiple runners to finish anywhere in the top four. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. T's and C supply. See labbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Best bets time on Moody on the Mic. And, geez, I'll tell you what, we might start with the big fella because is he in form after last week? Just uh, a 20-to-1 tw- a pop 
running the drum at five bucks the place on Friday, and then on Saturday in the last, in good health, gets in for third at fifty to one and pays ten bucks the drum. Peter Moody, you're on fire. Well, I would have been happier if either, either, or both of them had one Rog, because my uh, business is built around training winners. But if I can't, I'm glad I can provide something to the punters out there and good play odds on two fillies that ran well in good health and pride to Dubai, uh, dance to Dubai. So this week, the team's off the Caulfield. Uh, we've got three fillies that we ran there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, our Campania returns to the scene of the crime where she won our first Saturday race the other day. She's in a similar type race. Uh, up in the weights, but we've opted to claim on her. So she can run very well again. And under the same proviso as, as a couple of weeks ago, if I run her, I think she can run well. We'll come down to track conditions. Uh, Paris drops back the three-year-old Phillies grade after taking on the boys last time. Her last two runs have been good. Back in Phillies grade, also with a claim on the recommendation of jockey Luke Noll, and he thought that might just be the difference between her winning and losing. So... Um, I would th imagine our Campania probably nearly starts favourite again, but Paris seems to lob up at good odds each and every time she goes round. And if the track continues to firm up, because Caulfield's missed the rain this week, it's a five. If it gets back to a four, uh, Kingsbrook could run very well in the Open 1400. So three fillies in. I would expect our Campania to go very close to winning again. Paris and Kingsbrook, definite strong each way hopes at Caulfield Saturday for the stable. What about you, Mitho? Have you got a Rosemont Ruffy going around this week? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've got, uh, I've, and I and I give her a really good chance. I've got Knowles running in the Lightning Stakes over there in Adelaide um, for two and three-year-olds, thousand metres, thousand fifty, hundred thousand dollar listed race over there. We've set her for this. Um, Jason Warren uh, trains. She's a she's a really nice filly, fresh. We've kept that fresh run in her. And uh, she can go and run really well at about you know, eight or nine dollar mark at Ladbrokes when I looked earlier today. So um, I reckon I reckon she will run a bottle of a race. Um, jockeys are a bit hard. I don't, I don't know much about Ryan Hurdle. Sounds like a jumps jockey to me, but um, <laughs> they, they, they tell me he's he's pretty good on the flat over there in South Australia. So um, yeah, I, I, she'll get back. Storm home if there's good pace on. We can we can get the job done with a nice Star Spangled Banner filly before she turns four. Any risk of you waiting till that nice little filly draws a barrier instead of slaughtering her from bad barriers every time you go to the races? You know you don't have to run them just because you've accepted. Well, she she's over in Adelaide. She's been set for this. She's drawn 11 of 13. We will we'll go back anyway. So if yeah, she's three yeah. wide the trip, one corner, I think we can cop that, can't we, Petey? No. No. Is, is, this the same, is this the same Peter Moody who used to get stuck in the sad for every Moody on the mic, the uh, social media yes. who was scratching his horses? Correct. Yeah, well, listen, but uh, I've been at Nifo since I was his uh, appointed racing manager to try and educate him that you don't have to run them from bad barriers. Bad barriers create two things, bad luck and bad rides. And uh, this particular filly is a bloody nice filly through no fault of Jason Warren's or Mitho's. She continually draws bad gates, but... Uh, um, Bloody hell, uh, 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 something's just joined us on the show here. I'm not 100% sure what it is. Um, it does look like it's a sleep-deprived dead rat. Um, I don't think it's, it, it, I'm it not a, sure he's alive. Is it a well, statue? It, it, it's Weekend it at Bernie's. There. It is a bit Weekend at Bernie's, but uh, Tom, Tom Hogan, Resident Radio, have we got you? Sleep-deprived, yeah. unshaven, bad connection, and sounds like he's in slow-mo. It's not the connection. That's actually the new father, Tommy Hackett. Congratulations, Brain Man. Thank you, boys. It's been a uh, been a big week, a long week at times, but um, uh, 
yeah, it's been very exciting. Uh, yeah, it's been it's tough to describe, but it's uh, been a really good week. Well done, and, Tom. And is she in bed at the moment, the lovely Alice, Tom? Because you, you, it, I always have a problem with your mic being a little bit hot, but you're actually hitting a nice level at the moment. You're just down a little bit. Yeah, I'm just being pretty, being pretty careful. Always, um, all my years of being told that I speak too loudly, I'm finally taking notice <laughs> now. Now that there are some consequences for me personally. <laughs> all right, Tommy, you've you've jumped on just in time, uh, and we really do appreciate you joining us. You missed the chat with the big H, but uh, I'm sure you'll be listening back to the podcast intently. Best bets time. Moods is in fine form. He tipped a couple of twenty-one and fifty to one last week that got into the place, like we just told the listeners. What do you got for us? I'm going feature race of the day. Obviously, haven't had time to do that much form, but I've looked at the feature race of the day at our call for the Bletchley Lee Viridine. I thought it would win last start. I think it'll go one better here. I think perfectly set up in this race. It's the class animal. I think it can turn the tables on Jungle Edge this, this Saturday. Well, there isn't a lot of rain around in Melbourne at the moment. Obviously, if it does come, then we all know what Jungle Edge can do in the slot. I'm also going to go to Caulfield, Tommy, as well. Race six, number four, Great Duchess. Uh, five wins from her 20 career starts, but the three of those are coming in her last four. She really started to hit form at the back end of last prep. This prep, she's been in great nick. She loves the track. She loves the trip. She loves the give in the ground as well. And I think at $6.50, she's a great each-way proposition. If I bet each-way, I only bet the win. But still, six fifty. dollars uh, I'll take that race. Six number four, great duchess. Well, Moose has Kingsbrook in that race. And uh, talking about horses that just spinning around for practice, is it ever going to win a race again, Moose? Well, he did say if it gets a bit of uh, gets a bit of firm ground, which would rule their great Duchess wants the opposite. So maybe we just wait and see on the track moods between those two. First, first time with a senior rider on for a good few starts, Kingsbrook. I'm just hoping that could make the difference. Luke Nolan's been at me and at me to let him back on this mare. He reckons he's got the key to her and knows her well. And uh, he does a lot of work on her at home. So I've rewarded him with the ride this week. So let's see if he can be true to his word and get her home. All right, so in that case, we're going to take Kingsbrook into Great Duchess for a Quinella. Yep. Uh, who's gone on to Paris if Luke's um, surrendered the ride there just to, to get the claim? Uh, Will Price rides Paris and uh, Campbell Rewilla rides our Campania. Campbell rode our Campania last start to the win, did he? No, Luke did. No? Oh, Luke rode it. Okay, mm. there you go. I should pay more attention. Uh, so, well, so Tommy, Tommy, are you getting much chance to uh, do, do the form, or is it just baby duties, Alice duties, uh, you know, husband husband duties? Is that the only go now? Yeah, it's pretty pretty much pretty much the go. It's trying to sneak in away to watch the uh, the NT Derby this afternoon, but yeah, it's, um, family duties have taken uh, taken priority thus far. But hopefully, I can get a bit of form done before this Saturday. Well, we'll and be following you, following you on Twitter and following your tips uh, through the Ladbroke site. So um, you keep up the good work. We need a winner. Tommy's, uh, Tommy had also, when he found out that, um, that he was going to be having a child, he sort of timed him beautifully. The due date for Ellis was right at the start oh. of the Tokyo Olympics. And he thought, you little beauty, I'll be on paternity leave. And he's an Olympics nutty if there ever was one. Uh, as he is for most sports. And he thought he'd done, he'd done a number on the world there. But the world has now done a number on him. And uh, he's got no chance to leave. Um, so, Tom, bad luck there, but congratulations nonetheless. If you're in Melbourne, listeners, please, as of tonight, please wear a mask uh, out in public. We need to get this under control so we can get life back to normal. Mitho's got his Rosemont mask there ready to go. Uh, and uh, Moods, aside from uh, downloading, subscribing, 
uh, to the program. There's really only one thing that we need people to Look do. Look at him. He's, he's, well, he can take us for a tour of his backyard. It looks magnificent up there at Belgrade South. Look at that. It's lovely up there because we've been avoiding all those dickheads that go in for their COVID tests and then go into a fucking shopping centre, the dickheads, instead of going home and waiting for the results of their test. Or dickheads going up to Gippsland and fucking poisoning the country fucking areas before they get their results. So please pull your heads in, people. Uh, we've all got to live in this fucking city. Be a bit realistic, you poor dumb bastards. And jockeys, owners and trainers, more importantly, heading into the weekend's racing, let fast horses run fast. Ladbrokes, back yourself.